stress. We all feel it. We all have it to some degree. And we all know that it's there. We all know that it can affect our lives in many different ways. And for many, it's been high and has been affecting their life for a long time. In fact, for many, their stress has been so high that they've lost the barometer and understanding of how to actually work out how stressed out they now are. They now think that that's just normal for them and the way that things are. In this stress series on the podcast, we're going to delve far further into this problem and then solve our way back out for a healthier and more productive life. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. Alphas, welcome back to the show. My name's Andy Naylor, CEO and founder of Naylor Body Design, and I hope that you are doing well. And this commences a, a short mini-series through stress and fatigue, because I think the two can be very much aligned with each other. I would say that this is going to be a hopefully insightful, hopefully useful four or five part series that we're going to do. And I would say a, a must listen really for every, well, for, for many different people, for many different reasons, but certainly who this podcast is aimed at, which is you know, sort of busy business people and busy business people who I talk to mainly because they're the majority of the people that we help inside our program. I would say that I talk to eight or 10 guys Every single day who expressed to me amongst the problems and the things that they're struggling with that stress is an issue and it's a worry in their lives. In fact, I was doing some research before before doing the podcast and um, an organization called CompSych, which is the USA's leading provider of employee assistance programs, did some really interesting research, very thorough research. Uh, here are just some of their findings related to stress, work-related stress and so on. 83% of US workers suffer from some sort of degree of work-related stress. 83%, think about that. 62% of workers have high levels of stress with extreme levels of fatigue and feeling out of control. 62%. 42% will lose between 15 and 30 minutes a day in productivity due to stress. 54%, just over half, of the whole working population of the US will lose one to two days per year due, due to stress. That's a lot when you think about that. 2% of people have actually struck someone at work due to stress. 34% report difficulty in sleeping. 44 report stressed out eyes. 12% complained of hurting hands. So a physical representation of stress and 12% call in sick due to stress. Depression induced absenteeism off the back of stress costs US businesses 51 billion a year, as well as an additional 26 billion in treatment costs. So therefore, it goes without saying that stress is, is a pandemic in its own sense. 
And it's not getting any easier with the lives that we live, um, with technology that's around us, and nearly, I guess, are disconnecting from possibly our roots as humans as we move into a more technological world, as we have been doing for many decades, but it's only going to continue. Stress is rife and needs us as individuals to be able to manage it. The problem is massive. And I think it really can only really be dealt with on an individual basis. There are, of course, many things that can be done you know, on a society level, but it's an individual thing. So we're diving deep into a few things through this uh, series. So the mind-body connection, the enigma of stress, and I would say also the, the power of a proactive approach to deal with stress. So let me, let me kick it off with this statement. Stress is all in your mind. <clears throat> Stress is all in your mind. It might show itself physically, but it's all in your mind. It's simply perception of a situation for the most part, okay? Physical threats aside, that's a physical stress. That's something different. But the most of the stress that we're talking about here, I would say is a perception of, a, of an external situation for the most part, okay? Imagine, so you're... Imagine, you know, being a business leader, you're in the middle of a merger, maybe dealing with a crisis, or even your monthly or annual reports are due. It's serious stuff. There's a good chance you're going to feel stress inside that situation to some degree. Maybe if it's not gone well before, there's now a feeling of maybe being out of control, uh, a fear of failure, maybe. At that point, your mind becomes fixated only on the problem, only on the problem, which is a evolutionary trait, if you think about it. As humans, we, we are designed to seek out problems and move away from pain and danger. It's kept us alive for millennia. So this is part of that. Your mind becomes fixated on the problem. In fact, it becomes laser focused on it. We could also say tunnel visions. Okay. But the truth is, our reaction to external situations, our reaction to external situations is what dictates our internal landscape and our internal landscape being feelings of stress and anxiety. So consider this simple explanation. Two executives walking down the street, no, two executives faced with the same challenging situation. Okay. Whatever that situation might be. Two Two exact same situations. One of those executives perceives it as an insurmountable problem, a massive problem. They panic and spiral into some degree of a stress response. But the other just sees it as a challenge, an opportunity, maybe even a game. He acts rather than reacts. Same scenario, vastly different mental and physiological responses. Here's another analogy and I use this with a lot of people that I talk to to sort of help help understand that this is just perception so I've never flown a plane before now ask yourself have you ever flown a plane chances are the vast majority of you have not those of you who are fair enough you can play along but those of you who have not you've not flown a plane nor have I okay so imagine this you're just dropped in the the, the captain's seat, okay, in the cockpit of a 747, so a big plane, with 420 passengers sat behind you, okay? That's just happened. 
and the captain is dead on the floor beside you because of food poisoning. Let's just say that, right? And you're sitting there with a set of headphones on, headset on, and all you can hear is the tower, you know, miles off in front of you, talking you through landing that plane. Just for a moment, legit try and put yourself in that scenario, as random as that might sound. You're suddenly sitting in the in the captain's chair of a 747 with 420 people on it, and it's now you're the only person who's got an opportunity to land it. You've never landed a plane before. You've never even flown one. They're going to talk you through it. Now, just seriously try and imagine how, how insanely stressful that would be. It would be an out-of-body experience to imagine trying to do that, right? Could, yeah, fair to say. Now, there's... Tens of thousands of people above us in the sky right now doing that, drinking a cup of coffee and eating a sandwich, not thinking about it too much. Same scenario, different perception of the stress. You and I, who've not flown a plane before, are going to be in, a, in the biggest world of anxiety and stress because it's a stressful situation for us because of our perception of it. But to those tens of thousands of people that, like, you know, it's just regular day-to-day work for them. It's perception of stress. It's just, it's just our view of the external landscape that creates the internal landscape. Okay, here's where you know it gets even more fascinating. The mind controls the body. The mind controls the body. Where it goes, the body follows. It's always been that way. It's always going to be that way. Numerous studies across the world of neuroscience emphasize quite clearly that our thoughts and emotions directly influence our physiological state. Right? Stressful thoughts can actually raise cortisol levels, increase blood pressure, maybe even over time begin to weaken our immune system. It is said that stress is a killer, okay? If you control your mind, you not only master your reactions, but you can start to wield some sort of influence over your bodily responses, shaking, sweating, like that that physical feeling of stress. If you've got your mind under control, your body's going to follow it. That's powerful, right? Powerful. So what I'm saying here is, yes, stress is a big deal, right? But yes, it can be under your control, not controlling you. So how can we do this? Okay. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you. It's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person. And, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. We need to master our mind. What's one of the best ways to go about that? Meditation or mindfulness practice. You will will have not, not heard of this before. It's not new. Okay, but it's so interesting how many people still don't do it or have tried it and report, I I can't sit still for five minutes. I couldn't do it. Well, if you can't sit still for five minutes and quiet quiet in your mind, then you probably ought to try and do it because there's the problem. Um, 
many business leaders adopt the idea of some some type of mindfulness practice. What it, what it's really only there to do is to cultivate awareness of thoughts and reactions. That's really what we're trying to do here. It's a, I guess it's to help promote a heightened sensation of self-awareness to allow for better decision-making and emotional regulation. That's what you're going to get out of it. Okay. It's not about sitting in a cave and chanting. It's, it's, it's really more about just taking a few minutes daily to check in with yourself, become aware of your thought patterns. Okay. So when you, when you do this, you can catch mental stressors early on and address them proactively. It's sort of like creating a gap. Like we're talking about, we are stressed because we respond to something external. So there is an external stimulus, a thing, something that is, that's, that's not stressful. It's our response to it. And what most people do, what we all do at some point is our response is quick. Yeah. We see something, we, we, we respond quickly. And in that is a sense of maybe loss of control and stress. So we need a gap between the stressor and our reaction. And from my own experience, this is what mindfulness has allowed me to do, which is just create that little bit of unconscious mental slowness between seeing something, witnessing something, having something put in front of me that is stressful and my reaction to it. Because if you can create a gap inside that gap, it, however long that gap is, split seconds, just is just moment, momentary, essentially, you get a chance to... Maybe just take a couple of breaths and clearly think about how you're going to react. And half the time, your reaction won't be anywhere near as you know, stressful as it might have been if it's immediate. Okay, what a good example here is if you drive a car, someone cuts you up and let's say you are already maybe running late. Okay, uh, which is a perception of a situation and someone cuts you up or does something and, you know, your, quite often our reaction might be to shout out of the car when no one can hear us or or some sort of hand signal at the person driving. It's an immediate reaction to just a situation that in itself is not stressful. Unless there was a potential of an accident, okay, slightly different, but still, if nothing happened, there was no accident, because if there was, chances are you'd be doing something different. But if there wasn't an accident, just taking that moment to have that mental gap between someone's cut me up, nothing happened, why would I now shout from inside my car thinking they can hear me some sort of abuse, which we've all done at some point, I imagine. Stressor, too quick response. So mindfulness just gives us this gap. That's really all it's there to do amongst a few other things. But in terms of what we're talking about here, it can be so useful to just learn to quieten and understand how your thoughts work. Are you a quick responder to stressors? Like most of us are because that's how our lives are. And if you are a quick responder to a stress, you know, you let's imagine it's another good example. You receive a message or a text that you don't like and you immediately fire one back. OK, I'm pretty bad at that. I know that I need to take a moment, read it, put it down, a few breaths, walk away, think about it. And quite often, if I'd have written two responses, and this is an interesting thing to try, write your immediate response and don't send it. Go away, create the gap. Have a think, come back, and you'll probably look at your response and think, oh, bloody hell, I'm glad I didn't send that. Mindfulness helps you create the gap. Next step, 
cognitive reframing. Well, that sounds a bit cool, doesn't it? But it's basically a psychological technique that just involves changing negative thought patterns, looking for the positive, basically. Instead of viewing a situation as a threat, see it as a challenge. Because in our world, where we live now, there are less threats than there would have been millennia ago when we were just trying to stay alive, not get eaten by saber-toothed tigers and find shelter. They were threats. Right now, most of us don't live in a very threatful world. Yes, of course, there are some in the world, some areas of the world that are insanely dangerous. For the moment, we're putting those to one side and dealing with you know, sort of day-to-day working environments necessarily. What we're looking for, can we see the silver lining with a problem? It's a shift in perspective that can drastically reduce perception of stress. It's like optimism, really. There's, for the most part, there's always a positive in the situation. Okay, A really good example of this, um, I always think, is children. Children at play. Okay, They view a problem as a game. They view a problem as a game. In fact, they have games to play, and the game is generally always solving a problem isn't it they view a problem as game. they welcome that challenge in fact they actively seek out that challenge we could say, therefore say children are seeking out problems just for fun but understandably as we as we age as we grow as we feel the responsibility of some of the things we now just see them as problems but again it's just perception just try and reframe it as a, hmm. in fact, just stop calling things problems. Oh, we've got a problem here. No, just just take away the word problem and say, oh, interesting challenge here. Oh, sounds a little bit, I don't know, nuanced, I suppose. But how we frame something, and if we say it often enough, is what we believe. So if we say we see problems, we see problems. If we say we see threats, we see them. If we say we see, oh, this is going to be an interesting game to play. That's a completely different way of looking at it, okay? Routine and discipline. Stress often arises from the unknown and the unexpected, okay? An unknown or an unexpected situation feels stressful, but it's just a perception of the unknown and the unexpected. So having some degree of solid routines, like daily rituals or patterns, whatever they might be, will anchor you in something that you know is going to happen. Therefore, less unknown, less unexpected, less perception of stress. It doesn't mean being like super rigid through the day and every day has to be exactly the same. Um, but it's a, I guess it's a bit more like having certain non-negotiables that keep you grounded. That could be I wake up and I go for a morning walk and then I have my coffee and then breakfast and that's my morning routine. And simple little things, simple little things that just make a structure to a day. M- many people, in fact, I would say probably most people want freedom in their lives. Right. We all want to feel free. Freedom comes from a routine and discipline. It's not the lack of having those things that give people freedom. You take away people's routine and discipline, and generally speaking, humans are all over the place. They are not productive, and they will feel stressed and out of control. Okay, Put in daily rituals, whatever they might be. It doesn't really matter as long as they work. Maybe think and listen back to the habits series that I spoke about on the podcast, and you can start to understand how some of these rituals could just be you putting in habit stacking in place. So now you're starting to 
really tick off lots of boxes in one go. You're getting some good habits in place. Those habits are rituals and therefore they're giving you some sort of structure through your day, reducing perception of stress. Physical activity. Well, this one goes without saying, right? The best antidepressant that we have as humans is moving. Physical activity. There's irrefutable. No question about that. Exercise is a proven stress buster. Okay. Um, it releases endorphins, feel good chemicals, helps regulate mood. Even a brisk 20 minute walk a day is going to do wonders out in some natural sunlight with some fresh air in you. That alone, probably, in fact, I would say that even going further and maybe lifting some weights and actually activating muscles, putting some load through the body would be even better. I'm not going to labor any more on that. It goes about saying, move, use your body and just use it. You've been given a tool in terms of your body. If you don't use it, you lose it, right? And certainly when it comes to your mental health and the feelings of stress, if we're using our body, I think there's, there's definitely some correlation between that and, again, the reduction of perceived stress. Continuous learning. Like the, our world is a fast-changing place, and it's not going to ever slow down. The pace is now only ever going to increase. I can think back, not to, uh, not to sort of uh, say how old I am, but I, I can think back to when mobile, in fact, I can think back to before the internet. <laughs> I can think back to before mobile phones. Like things happened slowly. Things were released to us in the world in terms of technology slowly. Now, like, you know, really AI became a thing. What? I don't know. Something like, was, was chat, I don't know. At the, at the point of doing this, chat GPT was only, X amount of months ago, maybe a year ago or something like that. There's now hundreds, if not thousands of them. They've literally spawned themselves. In fact, I guess they probably have. But the, the progress and what these things can do has gone fast at such a pace. I mean, I don't know if anyone's really keeping up with it. But that's just one example of one thing. The world is fast. Keep yourself educated. Keep up to date with things. This can preempt any potential stresses. In fact, I don't know where I've read this, but I've known this for a while. One of the, one of the feelings of stresses in, in an older population is the not understanding of new technology. So I'm trying to think of an example. There would have been a point where mobile phones would have just really come out. And, you know, maybe people in their 20s, maybe 30s would have been the first people to probably adopt them. People in their 60s and 70s would be like... It, you know, them looking at trying to text someone through a mobile phone, no disrespect, but, you know, trying to, and trying to add a number into a mobile phone and just utilize a mobile phone was probably pretty damn stressful. Like you, we know, we know that it will be probably kids, teenagers who adopt technology quicker and the older generations tend to pick it up slower. Well, therefore, this is a stress on the older generations because they're like, they're just feeling lost and out of control in terms of technology. Keep yourself up to date. When you're confident in your knowledge and skills, you're better prepared to uh, react in situations that are coming to you rather than just act on them, but react, sorry, act on them and not react. Okay. Because you are, you are at the pace that things that are coming. Certainly if you're in business, you must stay up to date with technology or your competitors will be. And therefore, well, that's a stressor, isn't it? Well, a perception of stress. At the end of the day, I would say that really dealing with stress is all about proactive living. Really, like proactive living, thinking forward, okay? Not waiting for stressors to dictate your state, okay? Take charge. Understand that the power 
truly lies within your mindset. Okay, so your your job should be to lead with resilience and clarity from your mind. Your greatest asset is not your business acumen. It's not really your your body. It's not necessarily the skills you've got. It's simply the mastery of your own mind. If you master your own mind, you've got control of it. Your whole universe, if you think about it. So that's today's episode, Alphas. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's been useful. Uh, please subscribe to the show. Of course, you know, send this out. Uh, share this to someone who you feel it might benefit, might be useful. And I will see you in the next show. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.